Who were our favorite pitchers of the 21st century? While we wait for baseball to resume, we go over our lists and have plenty of debates. Let's go! What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast, self-quarantine edition. I'm here with the Stitches panel while we are all hunkered down in our houses, staying safe and healthy from the COVID-19 pandemic. How you holding up, Robert? I'm doing well. It's the same as usual. How about yourself? Same as usual? Nothing's changed <laughs> in the last few weeks or anything? Not really. No. Nothing uh, at not, all? Nothing not you can think of? No, we're about a week away from that. We're getting there, though. I don't know what you're talking about. I was talking about Hopefully the starting a pandemic. new job soon. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. That's something. I was talking about the pandemic. That might nah, that's be pretty the much most the same historic the moment last of our few world. Weeks. Nah, it's like the same okay. the last few weeks. Nothing new. What's right. happening right now? Nothing's yeah, happening. I'm trying to figure it out. Pretty much. <laughs> it's the same. I was same trying to hint to Robert that there's a pandemic and he wasn't biting. No. But we already talked okay. about that last week. Noah right. will bite. How are you holding up in these unprecedented times? I will bite because I am day two living in a place by myself and I've already rearranged my living room. Uh, so, you know, I'm You're going, going crazy. I'm doing, I'm doing great. <laughs> You're going crazy already, dude. Just doing a little yeah. funk I mean, hey, I, I watched the baseball. I watched uh, the eighth and ninth inning of the Brewers and Nationals uh, wildcard game last year. That was fun. I watched game 163, 2009. Mm. Twins Tigers. That was a good one. I forgot how freaking good that game was. Unreal seesaw types of emotions in that one. Hey Nick, you're back, man. How's it going? I am back. It's it's interesting getting back into reality. I tried uh, tried doing normal stuff, and you can't do that anymore, I guess. No, you can't. That's why I was like, Robert, what are you talking about, dude? Things <laughs> have definitely changed the last two weeks. No, <laughs> nothing. Okay, still not. No, four. <laughs> okay. still the same stuff. Give me a week. Give me a week. A Give week. me a week. Yeah, I think the pandemic will still be here in a week, yeah. Um, yeah, but we've we've pretty much said it like 70 times by now, but there's no baseball. So uh, we have gotten a little creative with our show format, and this week and for the next few weeks, we'll be going over some of our favorite players in our lifetimes today, starting with pitchers. Next week, we might do some position or, I don't know, we'll do something, we'll figure it out. But you're going to hear the greatest stories from the greatest panel on earth talking mm. about our baseball memories it's gonna be a good one uh like i said today we've got pitchers we'll go through our top five favorite pitchers of our lifetimes and we will talk about them and why we love them so much uh just a reminder we are in all the podcast platforms you're gonna want something to listen to through the pandemic i'm sure you're just sitting at home working on your computer thinking wow i really wish i could listen to a baseball podcast right now well we're here for that so uh, follow us, <laughs> subscribe to us, uh, wherever wow. you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Send your questions to be featured on a future show at thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. That's thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at stitchespod or like us on Facebook at the same name. Just search our name. So, um, Okay, guys. Um, this has been a weird week. Uh, baseball would have started, what, Thursday would have been opening day? Am I correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Man, you guys aren't playing on anything today. <laughs> that is all right. I'm so all right, time for the name game. Right you guys ready for this one? I'm ready. 
We'll see. Potentially, we'll see. All right. Potentially. <laughs> Ramon Beetle. Ramon Beetle. Beetle as in the Beatles, or Beetle as in the bug? How am I? What? What? <laughs> that's not. I don't think that's what this is based <laughs> off. of. I think that's. I mean, it's a good it's question. Bad. It's a good question. This matters. Is, it is valid. I think that's how names are brought up. How am I supposed to know how a name was named? I don't know. How the heck am I supposed to know what a na- how a name was named? It's the name. Lettering, like, please. Is your name Robert? Letters. Because spell it out. Like the Beatles Robert are, or the Robert? Differently. Yeah, they are spelled differently. Spell it out. Oh, uh, it's Beatles. Oh, you're talking about the spelling. I thought you were oh like how my. the name was. Oh it's my. spelled like it's spelled like the band, the Beatles. Of course it is. <laughs> What's his first name? And I just realized that I might have given you a loop before the podcast. Yeah, you might have. Throw you for a loop. Nick, you start. You were gone last week. Is Ramon Beetle a real baseball player or not? Um, Let's see. When you said Ramon, I thought yes. When you said Beetle, I thought no. <laughs> so you're 50, 50. No. He's not a real player. Robert. I just don't like you today, so I'm going to say he's a player. Wow. Well, did, Wait, why would that make me not like you? Because <laughs> okay. of the intro at the beginning. Yeah, Luke was playing some Beatles songs before this. Also, that's why I thought maybe I threw you for a loop. Also, like here's the thing: Ramon and Beetle. I don't. <laughs> think also, like hey, we had some, like the way we've had some crazier ones spelled. It sounds like a like a created player. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've had some also, crazier ones. Also, the beetle, like the spelling, is very unique. Like, that's not just like a last name. So I'm gonna say no. Okay, sounds beetle. good. I'm glad you went through all three of your reasons. Thanks for that. Yeah, I, I, I gotta go for my processing, man. I, I gotta be transparent with the wrong, listeners, please. All right. Uh, so favorite pitchers. I don't know how we want to tackle this. Maybe we can just go down each of our lists and explain why. Or do we go? Let's do like number one, 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 two, two, two. Any preference? Just tell me your favorite. Of all time? <laughs> that wasn't a very helpful response. I well, thought it was pretty helpful. Let's just throw it in the go air down my list then. I'll just go down my list then because you guys aren't being very helpful. Um, <laughs> there's supposed to be some take in a podcast, and I'm doing a lot of the give. No give and take here. It's sad. Hashtag Pandemic host. has really ruined our podcast flow. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Tension. All right, here's my top five list. So these are pictures that I've watched – in my lifetime, and keep in mind, we're all white dudes in our mid twenties. I don't know why our race matters. But white dudes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> wow. What that, uh, wow. I mean, he's not right. wrong there. I mean, we are all white people this in our twenties. All right, moving on. Yep. Um. Okay. Top five: Clayton Kershaw, number one; Chris Carpenter, number two; Felix Hernandez, number three. Justin Verlander, number four. Joe Nathan, the closer, number five. Okay, let me kind of go down the list here and break down why these are my favorite pitchers. Number one, Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is probably the best pitcher I've ever watched in person. Well, not in person. Oh, I did watch him in person once, actually. But on TV, too, because every time he took the mound, uh, you knew it was going to be a dominant start from him especially in his prime. I mean, today he's kind of falling off a little bit with the injuries, but, uh, you know, back in, like, the 2011, 2012, and even beyond that, this guy was up and coming. He won a few Cy Youngs, and his pitch mix was just uh, unbelievable. 
he didn't blow you away with the fastball, but he had so much off-speed stuff that it was just a uh, and so much control that it was so amazing to watch. So Clayton Kershaw's number one for me. Chris Carpenter number two, and being the Cardinals fan I am, uh, Chris Carpenter has been a big part of uh, my Cardinals fandom. Albert Pujols is number one, but Chris Carpenter might be number two. Um, a lot of it has to do with his postseason heroics and just his clutch. Uh, factor, but I was just looking over his stats for this podcast, and I realized this dude was a freaking stud in the World Series. Now, not Madison Bumgarner level, as Robert will probably get to, but hmm. Chris Carpenter, 27 World Series innings. He was 3-0 and with just four earned runs in those 27 innings. I mean, this dude did not let up a lot of runs. He was amazing. Uh, they won two World Series under him, 2006 and 2011. He also had an amazing start in 2011 in Game 162 against the Braves, I believe, to get the get to the postseason. They need a big win, and I think he shut them out or let up one run. So Chris Carpenter, amazing to watch. Uh, let's see, number three here, Felix Hernandez. I think we do. We all have Felix Hernandez on our list. Nope. Robert do. doesn't. Robert doesn't. I do. Uh, I remember watching his perfect game. <laughs> We were with Robert, I think Noah and Robert and I were all together, and we all went inside and watched him finish off that perfect game. That was awesome. And he's also just just a dominant pitcher. I mean, this guy just was so freaking good on the mound, and he had this presence about him. So loved watching him. Number four, Justin Verlander. This dude would ramp up fastballs in the 100-mile-an-hour range in the seventh and eighth innings. I think he's one of the first people to do that. And now you see Garrett Cole doing that. Um, But Justin Verlander made that a thing, and he was – He's still spectacular to watch, even though he's like 37 years old. And then number five for me is Joe Nathan. This might be some recency bias because I just watched game 163 uh, in the 2009 season between the Twins and the Tigers and where he had that infamous fist pump where he got the double play to, to end the ninth great. inning to pretty much save, save, the, save the game. Uh, but Joe Nathan's one of the best, I mean, closers of all time. Uh, I think you'd have to put him on that list. 2.87 ERA, 377 careers. Uh saves uh this dude was so good especially when he's with the twins watched a lot of those games get shut uh closed by him so that's my top five i kind of went on a rant there anything you guys want to add to any of those pitchers uh because i threw a lot at you yeah i mean you you talk about joe nathan one thing i'll always remember about him he had this weird quirk before he'd pitch he'd Mm -hmm. do this thing with his lips he'd go yeah, best breathing and you technique. could and they would slow mo it on TV, so it'd be slow mo of his lips just bouncing up and down. It was hilarious. I mean, it, it was, was a, 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 every single pitch. And I mean, he came in, you knew he was going to get the job done. Now in the postseason, might have been a little bit of a different story. But uh, I love Joe Nathan, um, Chris Carpenter. I remember listening on the radio to his nine inning shutout. Uh, I was on the way back from I think a family event. Him against uh, Roy Halladay, who's also on my list. Uh, just a couple dominant pitchers. See, I mean, I, I love your list, Luke. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to go wrong with all these pitchers. I know. I I love I loved Chris Carpenter. That dude was such a stud. Um, Justin Verlander is not on any of your lists. I think he might be one of the best pitchers of our of our generation too. So I wonder why that is. I think he just kind of fell off. Kind of. I didn't. I didn't forget. I didn't. I didn't forget about him. I think he was just like sixth or seventh on mine. Yeah, yeah I just didn't, my I just, top ten, but I didn't like how much he, yeah. he would destroy. Is it because his attitude? No, his attitude's fine. He's a fine guy. I mean, I got no, Chris he's not a fine list, guy. So he's I can't really very much known as kind of a jerk. Attitude here, yeah. but uh, 
<laughs> well, I mean, favorite players. I mean, you got to like the person to be a favorite player, right? You can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Verlander. So. I just don't like him enough to be a top five. I feel like he's kind of a, a mean dude to some people. To people yeah, he doesn't especially. like, he's he's very rude. Especially to the Twins hitters. Didn't he? Didn't Twins he lock hitters. the reporter out of the dug, or the clubhouse once? That was last year, right? He yeah, told that the reporter, was last Don't year. come in. Yeah. Yep, that was last year. Mm, yep. Um, Kershaw too. I think I'm the only one with that too. What the heck? Why are you guys not putting Kershaw on your list? Kershaw's good, but he's not top five for me. I, th- I think of, like, individual moments with these guys. And with Kershaw, I mean, he was really good. Mm-hmm. But how many individual moments are there of Kershaw where you're like, wow. You know, like, like, like he was great over a season, but were there those big moments that he really stepped up in? There's not very many if you think about it. Yeah, for me, Kershaw good. looks good at the end of the season. Great stats. and you, That's when I go, wow. And Luke's, you know, talking about, wow, Kershaw's really, really good. But as Noah said... In the regular season, just those individual games, he's not blowing people away getting 14 strikeouts a game like Chris Sale. So, Man, yeah, he he's did. not in my he, top he five. Did. He Hardly. did. He led Hardly. the league in strikeout per nine two years in a row. So. Yeah, but that did. was like he was a dominant. few years ago. I mean, He had dominant moments. Yeah, like, but he wasn't dominant. He wasn't blowing people away with wow stuff. I'm thinking, That's the no, he was. No, I'm his thinking big stuff moments. I'm talking big moments. I don't think so. I mean, he did, though. That's like a fact. He, he did. Yeah, yeah. He had 301 strikeouts in 2015. I think maybe it's overshadowed by how he got rocked in the playoffs. That's why he's not in my top five. That, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's probably a more reasonable answer, but I don't think it's because of his stuff. I mean, this dude's got amazing stuff. His off-speed stuff. I think, stuff's I think the everybody best on the seen. list, besides someone I'm going to point to at Nick's uh, <laughs> roster there, had pretty we'll good see. stuff. We'll see. Yeah, we will see, won't we? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's uh, a boor- you have a boring list. It's fine. Nothing to be here. Well, I don't know if it's boring. I, really, I like your list. It's not boring. Well, I mean, right. it's like, it's reasonable. All of it's, like, sentimental to me, though. Like, all of them I have, like, memories. Like, watching Justin yeah. Verlander hit. I don't remember anyone doing what Verlander did, hitting 100 miles an hour after, like, the seventh inning. Like, that's mm-hmm. unreal. If there's a good video on YouTube, if you look it up, that Verlander had, like, probably the best inning of a pitcher ever. The way yeah, well, yeah. he, like, threw the yeah. ball after, yeah. like, 100 pitches is unreal. I don't know what the title is, but maybe you could find it. All right, Noah, give us your list. Yeah, so number one, uh, well, I'll go five to one just to build some suspense. Number five, yeah. I, I had to put and Keep it shorter Bumgarner. than me because I took way too much time. Yeah, of course. I had to put Madison <laughs> Bumgarner on here. I mean, you can't talk about big baseball moments in the last decade without talking about Madison Bumgarner. I mean, what he did in 2015 was truly incredible. And in so many big games, it meets Madison Bumgarner. Number four, Roy Halladay. Big game Halliday. I mean, this guy was just great. He performed when you asked him to. I still remember his no-hitter in the playoffs. Uh, this guy, just he was just – you knew he was going to perform when you had to put him out in a big game. You can't go wrong with that. Max Scherzer at number three, consistent and dominant – as consistent and dominant as it, as it comes. Uh, this guy is just day in, day out, he's going to dominate. And he's a good guy. I, I just – I love his eyes because his eyes just – they're different colors and they look weird. It's kind of wow. funny. Uh, but, you know, that's that's a side note. Uh, just a little crush on Max Scherzer. It's fine. But – Still yeah, that was kind of weird. That was a little weird. Don't know what I was doing there, but great arm. Number two, Johan Santana. I think people forget how dominant this guy was. I mean, two Cy Youngs in 2004, 2006. Could have gotten a third one in 2005. Twins best pitcher in their history at his best. Uh, he, There's an argument for him to be in the Hall of Fame. I love Johan Santana. The number one, Felix Hernandez. I mean, I 
this guy was my favorite pitcher because number one, he was on the Seattle Mariners, mm-hmm. so people kind of forgot about him. He didn't get very many wins, always on bad teams, but always went out there and just pitched his heart out. I mean, he went, he'd go long innings. He would get guys out, and he was just dominant every time. I mean, I love Felix Hernandez, King Felix, King's Court. Can't go wrong with Felix Hernandez. No, you can't. I thought you were going to proclaim your love for the Seattle Mariners there. You're like, number one, <laughs> Seattle Mariners. I'm a big Seattle Mariners fan. Closet that, Seattle I'm Mariners. I'm not Robert. Party. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Let's be honest, Robert. You're a pretty big Mariners fan. I am, yes. I think most At one point. Right. I don't know. Are you still a big Mariners fan? Right now, I like the young players, but, I mean – a lot of the guys, I mean, I like a lot of their guys that they have right now, but I don't know how they're going to blossom. I am a Shed Long fan, so it's that kind of time period. We'll yeah, see you like Shed blossom. Long. Yeah, we'll you like those goofy blossom. name guys. Kyle Lewis. I'm a big Kyle Lewis fan. Goofy name. I, think I, still, I'm like, I pers- still like Seager. I think he gets big bombs. Talk about cheap home runs. So That's good. I don't know. Cheap home runs. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm the only I person mean, who didn't have. I mean, pitching is a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm the only person who didn't have Johan Santana on my list. Which is weird because I was thinking about trying to get him on there, but I wanted to put Joe Nathan on there because I feel like a lot of memorable Twins moments in my mind had Joe Nathan in them. Uh, but Johan yeah. Santana did too. So I honestly, I think Johan Santana and Joe Nathan are like tied for fifth for me. Like Fair. They, bo- they both have a lot of good memories mm-hmm. for the Twins. Let's see here. Roy Halladay. I don't think any of us had Roy Halladay. But I do remember that no Did you talk about his no-hitter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that no-hitter in the postseason was freaking unreal. Uh, ripped Roy Halladay. Uh, but, yeah, I think the other ones are self-explanatory. So, good list there, man. I appreciate you going through that. Nick, give us your top five. You have some quirky ones in here. Yeah, I'll, uh, I guess I'll start <laughs> with number one because it's the uh, same, as, same as Noah's Felix Hernandez. Uh, kind of the same reason Noah talked about. Uh, he kind of ended that wins debate for the Cy Young. Obviously, looking at his numbers, he never got the wins, but he was absolutely dominant. Like we said, he had the Kings court. Really, he kind of... Like Noah said, I, I loved watching the Mariners because of Felix Hernandez. I thought he was it was so much fun watching him dominate. Um, but being out in, on the West Coast and not being a big big market team, uh, he didn't really he, you didn't really hear about him a lot. So I loved watching him for that. Uh, and then another kind of underrated guy, Johnny Cueto. He kind of had a really good stretch with the Reds. And I did I, I, the reason I put Johnny Cueto on was because I was kind of a big Reds fan uh, early on during that time, and I loved watching his his windup when he would come all the way around. And uh, there was mo- countless times where I'd try to try that l- wind up in the back backyard only to fall Did down you? or throw the, throw nice. the ball 10 feet above. You got any videos of that? I think we need to post no, that on I our think, Facebook. I think yeah. they're pretty well hidden. Oh, well, okay. My favorite thing was always always pretending to wave at him whenever he'd do that wind up. He felt like he was staring right at you. <laughs> he did. Um, and then Johan Santana, the same reason as Noah, I guess. It was just – I remember ha- he, he was the first, first – uh, big poster I had in my room of a baseball player and it was I think it was so much fun watching him just dominate and I think at the time I think a lot of us took it for granted for how great he was probably one of the best change-ups in baseball and for how like Noah said even I even you still forget how dominant he was and how how much potential he had and then that big trade happened and um, the Mets ruined of, him kind of soured it out yeah I mean he still had a no-hitter with them like, but the first first yeah, he had a no-hitter years, but the Mets the, yeah, seriously that years. That yeah. no hitter ruined his career because yeah. they let him pitch. How many pitches did he have in that game? Like 140, 140 like 140 or something. Yeah. yeah. And then he was never the same after that. Like I literally think they ruined his arm letting him get that no hitter. But honestly, what a way yeah. to get, like if you're gonna do it one way, do why it, not do it. it a no hitter? I remember. I, I guys remember when pitcher. he did the uh, did the the shutout against the Mets and Burt Blyvin had to uh, shave his head. 
Oh, I do remember that. That was probably my favorite memory of that. Oh my gosh. You had to get Brooke one. I got, you got two strikeouts in that game. But uh, my other my other one is the one I think Wandy Rodriguez, and uh, they're the reason he is my favorite ball, one of my favorite pitchers uh, is just because of the nostalgia. I remember I think I think one of the first uh, MLB Network episodes I saw was them breaking down his curveball and how just how pretty pretty amazing it was. And I've been watching videos of it today. Um, and I mean he had some pretty good solid stuff. I know he always had this different arm angles for his fastball, which was kind of why he was. He had a solid stretch between 2008, um, I think 2011 or something, where he had a, had a sub-4 ERA the whole time and almost had 200 Ks. But he was just a fun guy to watch. He was a shorter guy playing for the Houston Astros, who at the time were pretty atrocious. Um, but just another one of those underrated guys on a, on a fun ball club to watch with when they had Hunter Pence and Lance Berkman um, and some of those guys. And then finally is the probably the youngest one, kind of a weirder one, but Kenley Jansen. Um, the reason I picked him actually was because I actually love Craig Kimball. I've always been a big Braves fan, and I was, so I was kind of wanting to go with Craig. But the reason I love Kenley Jansen was because I kind of felt like I was one of the only people that actually really liked him more than Kenley Jansen during their heydays. And if you're looking at his numbers, he was, like, absolutely incredible. He had one of the best cutters in baseball. He was actually just dominant. It was a closer. And then eventually over time, obviously, he got his got his due. But uh, I loved watching him, loved watching the strikeouts he'd get, loved watching that cutter destroy batters and uh, – it was just fun to watch, and that's that's my top five. You always had Kenley Jansen on your fantasy team. Mm-hmm. He won me a lot like, of games. Every year. That's true. Yeah. You know, Nick, I have one question for you. When you imitated Johnny Cueto in your backyard, did you also happen to drop the ball on the mound? You know, I tried doing it, but I wasn't on a mound, so I just dropped it on grass. <laughs> yeah. In case you guys don't know, Johnny Good Cueto one, dropped the ball in the NL wildcard game. Thought I'd make a joke there. Yeah. Yep. Good one, Noah. Good job. Wow. Clap. Good clap. Just love it. Just love it. All right, Robert. Thanks. Give us your list. Well, mine's pretty boring, but uh, besides a couple uh, guys, I think not I think, boring. A, couple, I think a couple of guys will shock some people, uh, a lot of viewers out there. But number one, pretty easy. Randy Johnson, the Diamondback ace. Even though he was getting older, he was still one of the best pitchers of that decade, and he continued to stride to become probably the best left-handed pitcher of all time. Pretty boring there. I think a lot of people know that. Jared Weaver at number two is very interesting that a lot of people probably don't see coming. Yes, I was a huge Jared Weaver fan. I actually had him like three or four years in my fantasy league in our AL only, I think, before Luke even joined. I've always been a huge Weaver fan. I love the cross-arm delivery. I remember him getting a no-hitter against the Minnesota Twins. He had to really get it, and man, was he a great ground ball pitcher. He also got strikeouts. Didn't have a high K per nine. Luke would probably tell you, you know, not the not the big strikeout K per nine kind of guy, but he still had the counting strikeouts when it mattered. I, I just always liked Jared Weaver. I always wanted to imitate his mechanics, and I definitely couldn't even get close to it, not <laughs> even if I wanted to. But it was, it was just amazing to watch him because of his arm slot. I mean, he would drop a curveball. He would drop a fastball. He would drop the changeup, and it was all from the same arm slot, and you could not pick up on it. And I think that's what made him really, really tough to beat. And now here's one that I want to get into debate about. I want to say that Chris Sale is definitely my number three. And the big thing with him is because he was a little bit of an imitation imitator of Randy Johnson. But he had a big fastball at 97-98 and he elevated it. And now I want to talk about all the guys now in today's game who elevate the fastball. I feel like, and now this is just maybe a biased opinion, but I feel like Chris Sale was one of the biggest fastball guys up in the zone 
before Garrett Cole, before all these guys, and now we're talking about how it is like the the la creme la creme to get batters out with two strikes. I want to say that Chris Sale started this movement, and I, I want I want to hear debates because I want to hear what you think. If you think somebody else did, I want to hear it because I think this guy is probably the closest you're gonna find to literally dominating hitters with his deception and that big fastball. So Chris Sale at number three. We'll get into the debate maybe a little bit later. Madison Bumgarner at four. I mean, this is probably no no shocker to anyone. I've always been a Bumgarner fan. He's definitely one of the best pitchers of all time in the postseason, especially in the World Series. He just gets it done. And now number five, Johan Santana makes a lot of sense to me because growing up as a kid, my dad was a coach. For those who don't know, for Little League Baseball a little bit, he was a coach a few seasons. Luke was on the team, unfortunately, for one of them. <laughs> and, hey, uh, he helped me develop my uh, changeup. Well, there you go. And then the, speaking of changeup, all the kids wanted to be like Johan Santana. Everyone wanted to mimic him. Everyone wanted that circle change. And it was just one of those pitchers that dominate, obviously, in Minnesota. But he was a big one in a lot of the kids' hearts. And it's hard to not put him on my list. I mean, I like Felix Hernandez. I like Justin Verlander, but I just don't think any of them hit home like Johan Santana. So he definitely uh, swings it away at number five. Now, mm-hmm. I'm ready to hear this debate about Chris Sale because I want to hear what you guys think about this high fastball thing because I really dug deep into this. And I, I've watched a lot of baseball and I've seen a lot of these pitchers throw. And I really feel like Chris Sale, when he first came up, was dominating the game, throwing 96 to 97 up in the zone with that funky lefty delivery. Do you think there was another guy around that time that probably had a fastball that dominated baseball up in the zone like he did? Verlander. Was Justin Verlander, that yeah. guy? You think so? You think he yeah, started think Verlander before, was Chris, probably the first I think before he, Chris Sale? Pretty. I mean, there's no first one because it's always been yeah, done. Been but like, yeah, I know, I know. Like I mean, like, really, like the king but like it. the wave has completely changed. Now it's like, the foundation of baseball is a huge thing. Is the two strike fastball I, up in the zone? Ha- I mean, I, I think, think it's it more, had more like it's adjusted. Now. I think yeah. Chris Sale was was one of the guys who who, I mean, he that's just how he naturally pitched, was way mm-hmm. his delivery and the way he located the fastball. I think whereas now I think now Verlander did pitched. it. But I definitely think Verlander first. Verlander was a guy. I'm, I'm sure there's other guys out there who, who lived up there and also. It has to do with spin rate. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has to do with spin rate and. and yeah. You know, there, there are always these guys who threw high fastballs, but spin rate is what made it more common. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think if you're looking at now, I think Garrett Cole is the best high fastball in the game. 100%. Yeah. Chris Sale's yeah. not even – Chris think, Sale's known for I his I think Sale and Verlander are like yeah. those – I mean, Verlander been doing it before Sale, but Sale was like that kind of like – that fun, like you said, the funky delivery. The fastball just looked like it was floating. Like it didn't mm-hmm. drop at all. I mean – Mm-hmm. Uh, his his fastball lent itself to that high, to the high the yeah. high, the top part of the strike zone. So they, don't just crazy there. The, they were one of the first few pitchers who threw for velocity as starters. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, there were a few in, in the past, like Roger Clemens did, of course, you know, no, Randy Johnson. But they were that first wave of well, Sale, a lot, like a mass of starters who threw fast fastballs. Well, Sale was started as a reliever and then became yeah. uh, a starter, yeah. and he was throwing ninety nine. I mean, the whole plan was wasn't he a start in the minor leagues though? The plan was for him to be a starter. They just, uh, kind, yeah, kind yeah. of. They pushed him. Yeah, I think it was one of those things yeah. where he got called up and they needed a yeah. place to put him. Yeah, I think it was the same situation with Kershaw too. Mm-hmm. He wasn't he wasn't brought up as a starter in the beginning. He was a reliever, and yeah. then they made him a starter. Who was I, that? I have, yeah, Adam Kershaw. Wainwright. Adam Wainwright did it. Yeah, Wainwright. I have two questions. You're saying Kershaw? Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. For you, Robert. One okay. is uh, where where's Dan Heron on this list? 
<laughs> I know a couple of passwords you've given me for logins have included Dan Heron, so... Uh, yeah, that's hey, like your hey, password. Wow. You just gave away every password. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> yes, well, Yeah, what that, is with you and Dan Heron? Yeah. Yes, well, that is, uh... That really doesn't have much to it. It was just he got <laughs> traded from the A's to the Diamondbacks, and, um... He just fell in love with them. Thought he'd be an alright pitcher. He was alright. And, and he uh, lived it in for me. I mean, that was... Yeah, I mean... They didn't really, to be honest with you, Nick, they didn't have a lot of really good pitchers when I was about you know, 14 hey, Brandon 14. Webb. Yeah, Brandon Webb. One year. Yeah, he was in like on, uh, one year. One year. Brandon Webb was know? a stud for one year. He was one of his Yeah, that's young, what I'm saying. He? Yeah, one he year. He had a couple good years. Uh, but, like, like, they one, didn't have anyone, it? like, extremely yeah. he had, dominant. He had, like, he had, like, three or four. Well, the point is, no. they didn't have anyone extremely dominant during that time that I was uh, in my like teenager three. years there. Besides, if I guess if you want to count Ian Kennedy and Hudson and them, that's it's you know like not not exactly too uh, Rob, too exciting. Yeah, Robert, can I just say Brandon Webb was he won a Cy Young and that's got true. second really at Cy Young twice in a three year span. Well, that's pretty good. That's three years is not bad, but it is not yeah. something that I'm going to get too excited about. Like I well, said, the Dan Heron thing right. was a little random. You know? <laughs> Thanks for uh, hey, calling me out, there, out Nick. Or... Sometimes you got to call <laughs> yeah, me Nick... out. Nick brought it out of nowhere, I was, so I don't I was blame you. Looking on your list for, it. I, but also I liked the Jared Weaver one. I was a big fan of him. I liked. Uh, I think he he kind of. We, everyone always talks about Zach Greinke. Always every year it right. seems like he's only throwing a fifty mile per hour fastball mm-hmm. according to press. But Jared mm-hmm. Weaver literally was throwing like a seventy mile per hour fastball at the end of his career, mm-hmm. and yeah. was still playing well. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's kind of interesting. It's it's funny though, but everyone expects Zach Greinke to follow that line, but uh, Jared Weaver literally ended up doing that at the end of his career. So. Yeah, I mean, he was a really underrated pitcher, and he, there was a lot of good pitchers in that time period. Like, even David Price was on the scene. I mean, it was mm. it was tough, but he still made it through and actually was always, like, in the top ten in his good years of being in the Cy Young race. So I thought he was solid, and mm. I've always liked him, and it was hard not to put him on this list. And I, I'm sure a lot of people had no idea that I was a huge Weaver fan. Well, now you do. Now you know. I know. I'm sure nobody knew that except for yourself. Right. Exactly. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. Now you know. And I've been your friend since like second grade. So that's kind of scary. How much that you didn't I know, know that. <laughs> I didn't know. Right. I didn't even know your second favorite pitcher of all time. I'm not even I a good friend. It's fine. It's all right. You know my yeah. first. That's all that matters. It's all good. right. Let's do the name game and send everybody off. Thanks. For that. that was a good trip down memory lane, boys. That was a good one. Yeah. Okay. Of course. So the name game I gave you guys was Ramon Beetle. Nick yeah. and Noah said no. Robert said yes. Nick and Noah are right. Not a real player. Woo. Could never be a real player. That was probably the worst one I've come up with. Yeah, and Robert, you're terrible. No, I think Robert. No, I'm not terrible because I helped. I helped, and then I was like, I don't know. I'm just gonna say. That's why I asked what kind of beetle, and then you're like, what? And I was like, spell no, it man, out. Just, yeah, just take the loss, yeah, man. Just take. The I am. Loss. I'm taking the loss. I'm That's a the tough loss. one. I'm just saying. I, I had. Just, some, I had a thought had so process. much time with this quarantine and right self. I'm going crazy. You should. I, I was. I expect more out of you for these creative names. All right. Next week, I need you guys to be uh, give take a little more. Like I said, we need some more give and take. All right. I'm going crazy here. <laughs> I need someone to indulge me. So I expect you guys to be on top of your game next week. All right. All right give me a. De- give us a debate topic, man. Come on. Top ten. I'll, we could do like top ten position it. players right now it. or something. Yes, we need it. Go. I want debates. I'm getting heated. Do something like that. Let's go. You're getting heated. Okay, you need to calm down, Robert. I'm getting heated because we're not debating. This quarantine is horrible. I need to debate with people. <laughs> Robert got mad at a dude playing pool at a local bar once. So that's, Robert gets that mad. True. Yes. 
I had a debate with him. Yeah, Robert likes to debate <laughs> even over billiards. Okay, we're gonna send you off. We'll be back next week with a better debate topic. But today was a trip down memory lane while we grieve the loss of baseball for a few months. Rest Obviously, there's more important things at play, but mm-hmm. uh, it's still sad. No baseball. Uh, just a reminder on all the podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music. You could subscribe, rate, share with your friends. We'd really appreciate it. Send your questions to the Stitches Podcast at gmail.com. We can answer them on the air. Again, that's the Stitches Podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Twitter at Stitches Pod or like us on Facebook. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will be back next week with another 30 minutes of fun-filled baseball talk. Take care.